I wonder what 2022 was like for you. Did it suck? Was it a mishmash of good and bad or was it one of your better years? Maybe for some of you, it might have been your best year yet. Regardless, over the next few episodes, we are going to be exploring three mindsets that are without sounding dramatic, have the potential to ruin your life. That's if they've not had a good old go at doing that already. So if 2022 wasn't great for you, then these mindsets may have had a hand in that through disempowering you. And in this episode, you're going to learn what these mindsets are and what you can do about it. And if that sounds good to you, then please keep on listening. Welcome to the Mindset Change Podcast, and I'm your mindset coach and host, Paul Shepard. And I'm on a mission to help as many people transform their lives so that they can stop struggling and start living. And by the way, I'm in absolute awe of my regular listeners who have been messaging me to let me know that the Future Self Meditation Series and the Stop Doing This in 2023 episode especially has created some life-changing mindset shifts. Long may that continue. And if you are new to the show, welcome. You found me for a reason. So, okay, I'm going to admit, I'm going to put this out there and it's not me bragging or trying to make myself look good, but 2022 was probably one of my best years yet. I could not have predicted how good last year would have been in so many ways. I remember this time last year, having already created a powerful set of intentions for how I wanted 2022 to go, and it certainly delivered. And I want the same for you. I want you to have your best year yet. That's why I make this show, as it's to help as many people as I can feel empowered to transform their lives through mindset change, because your mindset is literally everything. If you're new to the podcast, you will notice meditations and hypnosis sessions to help you. Why? Because 95% of your brain's activity is in the subconscious and those sessions go deep, deep into the mind to help create the changes needed to make it easier for you to wake up and keep evolving. For me, during those sessions, it makes me feel like my mind is being upgraded and I wonder what it would feel like for you. So if you haven't done the Future Self series of meditations, do. And the main reason for that is when you connect to your future self and you develop a healthy relationship with how you are going to be in your future, it's been shown in psychology that how you see your future will determine your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors here in the present moment. So that's a great place to get started. But before we dive into the first mindset, I was reminded this week to mention to you how important it is that you take your sleep seriously. Changing your mindsets to help create a more present, happier and healthier life needs a solid foundation that is proper recovery from your day's activities. If you are getting less than seven hours sleep, then life is going to feel much harder for you. The wear and tear on your brain and body is going to be immense. And at some point in time, your body will say to you, guess what? I am struggling to do what you want to do. And if you keep this up, 
then at some point in time, I can't do what you want me to do. And that is going to be painful. Please ignore people saying, I'm part of the 5am club. I only need four, five, six hours sleep. If that's true, it's incredibly rare. And someone saying that to you is likely to be suffering from some form of exhaustion. Your body really needs seven to eight hours sleep to go through all the sleep cycles needed for good mental and physical health. And I remember a few years ago where I was part of the 5am, 5.30am club getting up and I thought I was actually getting seven hours sleep. Just because I was in bed for seven hours does not equal seven hours sleep as my aura ring told me. What I was actually getting was less than six. No wonder I was so tired. No wonder I had a bit of brain fog. It was really concerning and my work suffered. So an aura ring is a little tracking device that I wear on my finger. Um, you can get different types that go around your wrist. Apple Watch does it, Fitbit does it. And of course, they're going to vary in accuracy. But what I was shocked at was by using the aura ring, how ingesting caffeine later in the day impacted my sleep. When I used to drink alcohol, how much that stole my sleep. Uh, looking at screens, eating later at night. The impact you can see on your stats is quite profound and it is a wake-up call. When I got my sleep right, the energy, the focus, the clarity was quite profound. So please do work on getting your sleep right and watch how much that creates the energy, mindset and motivation for change. Now I know some of you will be thinking easier said than done because he hasn't got young children or you're a shift worker or you're a carer or there's something else impacting your quality of sleep. But do your best to rest in the day to recover. My NSDR, which stands for non-sleep deep rest episodes, will be especially useful to help you there. So the first mindset, I think this is a mindset you really want to begin to become aware of. And I want to talk to you about the resistant mindset. I can't express to you enough how waking up to this mindset has been vital for increasing the happiness and success in my life. Remember to hold loosely what I say. Don't take it too literally. Be open, be curious and explore how this could work for you. This is a woo-woo warning. This might sound a little bit woo-woo, but just go with me on this, all right? Now imagine for a moment that you are flowing energy, that you are flowing within the universal energy being here on this planet Earth. All molecules and atoms making up your body has a consciousness hovering inside. Now let me ask you a question. Do you know what being in flow feels like. For me, I lose a sense of myself. Time disappears. There's an element of being connected to everything around me. I'm at one with my environment. I feel energized but relaxed at the same time. And there's little effort in what I am doing. It just seems to happen. And even as I was creating this episode, I went into flow and this is the result. Nothing else mattered whilst I was writing this episode. I was fully immersed 
in the present moment. Can you remember a time when you were in flow? Now, I also get the same experience when running, skiing, writing, creating, diving, being with friends in deep conversation, dancing. What about you? And what has this got to do with being a floating consciousness inside the molecules and atoms making up your body? Well, the universe factually is made up of energy and matter. And we are part of that. We are flowing within it, regardless of how our conditioned mind, the ego, separates us. And when we enter into a flow state, for me, it's almost a recognition of my true form, if you like. That I am just energy in a flowing state. I mean, this could fill up a whole series of episodes, which is why I'm keeping it quite simple. But flow is essential for our well-being. It's a natural state for us. We can't stay in it all the time. We do need to recover from flow states. But flow is essential for our well-being. It's essential for peak performance. It helps motivate us. It increases a sense of happiness, creativity, emotional regulation. And it creates a positive form of stress called eustress. In a flow state... I'm often astonished how much I create or experience. And I make time for flow states in my diary, which might sound a little odd. But I do set a timer for a certain period of time where there can be no interruptions from any tech, people, anything at all. Because if I'm interrupted, I can move outside of my flow state and it can take up to 30 minutes to get back into that flow state. And why this is important to you is because we flow throughout the day and we can flow with each present moment. Flow is being in the present moment. And that's why it's important for you. Because in the present moment, we become free from the limitations our ego places on us from our past and its interpretations of the future. Now, resistance can take us out of an optimal flow state. But not only that, because we don't stay in flow states all day, it can actually interrupt what feels like our flow of the day. Have you had a day where things just seemed to go right for you? There seemed to be synchronicity, things seemed to flow, and you just loved that day. Now, if we look at it, this was a day of least resistance. And on days where things didn't seem to go so well, it felt like there were interruptions, things being out of sync, things creating tension within you, pushing you into autopilot, or your mind is wandering to the past and to the future in ways that can feel really unhelpful. Resistance comes from the ego. This is the conditioned mind that believes you are your identity and that you are made up of your past experiences. It holds your values and beliefs about yourself and reality. Now, there are lots of different explanations of the ego, and this is mine. 
Well, I say mine, it's one I subscribe to. Because the ego is an illusory construct. We'll talk about that another time. That's another episode entirely. But the ego loves to be right. And it can distort reality through our own confirmation bias. We all see what we want to see. Even if we're presented with evidence that contradicts the ego's version of reality, the ego can dismiss it in favor of being right. It loves to be right. And it gets very upset when reality doesn't match its expectations. I think you know what that feels like. And it's something to really be aware of. It can really make you feel anxious about a future which it cannot control. Because that's impossible, right? Though it will try its best. It wants reassurance that the future will be safe and that any decisions you make won't upset it down the line. The more anxious or stressed you are, the more likely you are to be tricked into feeling intolerant about uncertainty. Now, this will increase if you put pressure on your nervous system by not sleeping well, have unhealed trauma, don't exercise, give your body what it needs nutrition-wise. If you're drinking too much alcohol or any alcohol, we are to be honest, uh, take drugs, live too much online or watching screens, or you're doing too much without rest and so on. The amount of people who feel guilty for resting, it's crazy, right? But then, hey, we live in a society that says you need to be doing as much as possible. I was laughing the other day because I used to think, do you know what, if I just didn't need sleep, I'd get so much more done. How many of you can relate to that? Rest gets in the way, right? But does it? Because it's essential for a peak performance. It's essential to be happy, to be healthy, to be well. And yet... It's something that we really mess around with because we have been programmed and conditioned into believing that we need to get more done, to experience more, to create more. Where will it end? So it's easy to know if you are becoming resistant to the present moment because you'll feel that tension. That is the ego having a problem with what it believes should be different here in this present moment. It can say that this moment is all wrong from the way it uses your past to create a distorted lens of the present moment and future and demand, literally, that things need to change to suit its needs. I just want to point out that the ego is not your enemy here. Um, Let's not hate it. Uh, It's a part of you that's been conditioned by people, situations, experiences, culture, etc. And it's just like an out-of-date program that needs to evolve. To do that, compassion and kindness for yourself, leading towards more self-love, will help your ego evolve and grow with you. So it becomes less of a problem. I often see my ego as a younger version of me looking quite traumatized and they need something that they didn't get back then. So it might be a hug, it might be support, it might be me just listening to their point of view. But fighting the ego, well, that just makes things worse and it creates more resistance. So here's some examples of the ego in action when it's creating resistance. See if you can relate to some of these. 
comparing yourself unfairly and negatively with other people. Criticizing yourself. When you wish you were someone else, somewhere else, have something else. We're experiencing something else. The reality is, and let's be honest here, you can't be someone else. This is you. This is what you look like. Regardless of what the ego says, you can't be somewhere else. You are wherever you are right now listening to this show. You can't have something else because it's not there with you right this very moment. And you can't be experiencing something else because, again, you are here in this present moment doing this one thing. As soon as you are tricked into your ego, into feeling unsatisfied, feeling frustrated, feeling inferior, you are interrupting your flow. Well, when I say you, your ego's having a good go at interrupting your flow. It feels jarring. It feels like your body goes into a false state of alarm, triggering stress chemistry like adrenaline and cortisol, and it creates physical changes that repeated too often impacts what's known as your allostatic load, which is the wear and tear of your body. I like to remind myself, regardless of the circumstances, and maybe I'm saying that from a place of privilege because, hey, I'm not facing danger in a physical sense, but I often remind myself I am in the right place at the right time in the right circumstances. And the power that I have is the ability to change how I perceive my circumstances. Because chances are, it really is my mindset that could be tweaked and changed rather than what is going on around me. And just to note, it's not often what is happening around me that's the actual problem. It's my reaction. And if we take it to another level, it's my reaction to my reaction Now, if that felt a bit mind twisty, let me give you a good example. So if I felt anxious about being in a situation, the situation is not the problem. My anxiety isn't a problem. It's my reaction to the anxiety that is something I can begin to work on. Because in some situations, the anxiety is pretty normal. But if I'm saying I shouldn't feel anxious that's only going to exacerbate and create more resistance. So I can accept the anxiety from whatever situation is beginning to trigger it. And that enables me to wake up and start to begin to create some change. If that didn't make sense, let me know via the show notes. And by the way, if you are enjoying this episode and you're thinking, I've got a resistant mindset, I need to change this. And what are these other mindsets? and you're serious about transforming yourself for 2023, and you've not subscribed yet, hit the little plus button at the top of my podcast page. This is a powerful step, a positive step towards being committed and accountable because it will remind you of new episodes to help you when they arrive. Or you could go back to sleep and avoid transforming yourself for yet another year. The choice is yours, of course. Um, Also, by the way, at the end of this episode, I have some news for you that will take your mindset to another level. Despite what ego may say at times, you have the most incredible mental power to become president and to choose 
not only how you perceive the present moment, but also to wake up, surrender. I love that word, surrender. And embrace being fully present, which liberates you from your ego, which needs you to be on autopilot, in a trance, and flitting mentally between the past and future, which don't even exist. So you have the ability to wake up. You're going to see this word everywhere now. Because waking up and realizing when your mind is saying to you, you should look different, you should be different, you should be somewhere else, these people should move faster, the weather should be different, the government should be different, the world should be different. So much resistance. Well, guess what? A lot of that is perception. But a lot of it is, this is reality, this is what's happening. And resisting it isn't going to help you. And as Michael A. Singer pointed out in The Untethered Soul and in The Surrender Experiment, this is reality. 13.8 billion years of the universe evolving to this very present moment. And guess what our egos are doing? Well, it's not right. It should be different. I want it to be different because I want to feel safe. And regardless of your religious beliefs, your faith, etc., it's a good reminder to be aware of the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Mindfulness, meditation, yoga training, podcasts like this, teachings, healing, therapy, coaching are all essential tools to help cultivate a more awake, present and intentional mind. If you don't train your mind to become more aware of your ego and its resistance, you are likely to believe you are your ego and that will keep it too dominant. It's life-changing to step back and learn to observe the ego as a separate part of you. Waking up, being present, helps us choose how we're going to respond to what's going on within us and what's happening around us. Being on autopilot just means we become reactive. And of course, we all know that might not be in our best interest. Autopilot isn't the enemy either, because autopilot helps conserve mental and physical energy, helps induce creativity and problem solving, gives our minds a break. But it's when it's wandering to the past and to the future, focusing on unhelpful thoughts, that it becomes something that needs addressing and healing. I make it a bit of a mission to accept negativity when it pops up. I help it heal and become something that I can let go of. Every bit of negativity, using the past to distort the past and future, which then creates a false alarm in the body, is a golden opportunity and chance to help it heal. Resisting or reacting negatively to old pieces of trauma just parks it within you, waiting to be released for another day. And you'll know when that's happening because you'll keep asking yourself, why can't I just learn from this situation? Why do I keep attracting or experiencing the same thing? But when you give yourself the opportunity to work with it, to accept it and to let it go, you will become a little bit lighter. And more interestingly enough, you will begin to see and experience reality in a very different way. 
So what would happen for you? If you just accepted the present moment more. If you accepted your circumstances. What was happening to you in each moment? But I won't change. I hear some people cry. Well, let's end that myth once and for all. How many of you have created lasting change from not accepting yourself or the present moment? Where you try to create change from a place of pain and resistance, which, by the way, are massive energy drainers due to the impact on the mind and body. Sure, you might get brief relief and change, but it's not sustainable, though, is it? Because it's not before long you soon end up repeating your old habits. Because, hey, we always go back to what's familiar if we don't have something more positive to replace what we're already doing. I remember doing this with my anxiety disorder. I would have these almost what felt like positive fits of fighting it and becoming more in control and even feeling better for a bit. But I soon came tumbling back down due to the pressure I put on myself. Again, just not sustainable. Acceptance, by the way, isn't apathy. Acceptance is energizing, radically honest as to what is happening around you. And that doesn't mean negative or even positive either. Remember, it's just your perception which will decide what you think about something. If your ego is too dominant then it could go either way. For example, imagine you are dating someone who wants to break up with you. I think we've all been there. Initially, your ego may be distraught, feel rejected and want that person to change their mind. You'll do anything to keep that person in your life. This is resistance from an ego's perception that this is negative. But is it? If they changed their mind and went with your ego and said, yeah, I'll stay with you. Well, the ego may be elated. But is this the right thing for you in the long term? Could this lead to a path of being in an unhealthy relationship for months or years of your one and only precious life? And I know some of you know this, but when you've had a painful breakup and you never thought that you'd get over someone due to the ego and its resistance but maybe with some time, with some support, with some healing, you got yourself to a place where you met someone else and you're like, oh my God, thank you for the original breakup. Because now I know what I could have in my life. That's much healthier. But the original mindset was one of, I will never get over this. I need to have this person in my life. How many people listening to this or that you know are in unhealthy relationships but are too frightened to leave or have that person leave them because of the ego's insistence that it wants to keep the familiar that it's too frightened of the unknown. And it's okay to be upset. Do you know sometimes we go through a situation and we still say, I shouldn't feel this way which just creates resistance. And that's the ego, again, creating a problem. So the problem is not being upset. It's the idea that you shouldn't be. And the ego might resist short-term pain with various fictional stories. 
which puts you in a trance, making you reactive to life. But I promise you that waking up and choosing to accept and embrace what is can help you not only reduce the pain and struggle, but help you develop the clarity for you to choose how to respond to life. And that is a game changer. I'll give you a personal example before we come to the end of this podcast. But my ego really did have a problem with time. It likes to resist it. That's an old program, which has changed quite a lot. But I sometimes hear its echo and can feel its pull in that direction. So my ego thinks I don't have enough time. That I'm not going to get enough done. Which is part of a scarcity mindset. Spoiler, guess what's coming up in another episode. So my ego likes me to rush. I can walk too fast, talk too fast. I can multitask and try to cram too much into my day. But that puts my nervous system under pressure. And if I repeat that enough, I can begin to feel the mental and physical effects of that. But the more I wake up and become aware of it, the more I can feel the tension building that's resisting time. I can, with a breath, wake up, become present, accept it, surrender, and choose to slow down and let that tension go. It's just an old part of me that just needs to be continued with its upgrade. I'm not in danger. And time is as it is. I will get done what I get done. Nothing more, nothing less. So think about your day. What do you normally resist? What would happen when you felt that tension of resistance and accepted more that feeling and the present moment? What if you choose to flow more with your day, surrendering to whatever happens? What would you notice with curiosity? What impact would that have in the long run? I have got so many exciting plans coming for you this year. I'm a bit buzzy thinking about what's coming. But I wanted to share with you a couple of projects which I believe would have an impact on your mindset change. So I love sharing knowledge. That's why I do this podcast. Because I know that it can create a powerful mindset shift. And deepening it with the meditations and the hypnosis sessions takes it to another level. But this podcast often limits me a little in how much I can share with you. Yes, you can join me at Mindset Change UK on Instagram. If you haven't, please do come and say hello. Or even my Mindset Change Facebook page for updates. But even better still, I'm creating a new WhatsApp community and group coaching program, which is being set up right now. There's a lot of work going into it to make it the most engaging learning experience and community that I believe I could ever create. So I am looking, if you fancy it, for a small number of people to come and join my WhatsApp community and group coaching for 2023 so I can refine these things so you can experiment with me so I can get these things right. Now, I currently belong to some communities which have changed my life and I want to offer that to you. I've never done this before, 
and I'd love your help to make this a success. So not only will we be able to connect with like-minded people, which I believe is essential for our mindsets, because as is often said, the people you spend the most time with will often determine your level of success and happiness. So being in a community is absolutely vital for mindset change, for life change. But besides a community, what will you get? What will you get from me? You're going to get exclusive content. And when I feel inspired, I'll be sharing it with you right away, not waiting for weeks for an episode to come out. You will know what's on my mind and what could help you instantly. Any content I come across, which I believe will help you, I will share with you. You can share with me. So we will collaborate together to increase the chances of 2023 being our best year yet. So if you're interested, send me an email from the show notes. You'll see my email address there and I will send you the details when we are ready to go. Just imagine where you could be at the end of 2024 with support from myself and a community to help you. That brings us to an end of this episode. I want to say thank you so much for sharing your time and energy with me today. Thank you so much for supporting the show. It truly is appreciated. And if you want to share the love, because you're that type of person, put a review in Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, follow, share. It will be truly appreciated. Stay awake, stay aware, and have the most incredible day. Thank you.